butter? What are you doing? We're gonna listen to a song. One of my favorites, actually. This is Samantha Lamb, and happy birthday, Oklahoma! Woohoo! Um, I'm very happy to be recording this from Early Bird Acres, as usual. So, woohoo! I've got a full episode for you guys. We're gonna celebrate the fall harvest, and I'm gonna tell you some funny stories from out here on the farm. Most of them, most, well, most of the stories I'll be telling you have happened in the last three weeks, and Needless to say, there's there's plenty, but I thought it might as well just tell the, the closest ones. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited to have you guys listening, and I'm so sorry I've been gone. I've been away on business for a while, and just really busy with some things. But I am back, and I'm raring to go. So, without further ado, I'd like to go ahead and go into our first song, um... I'll go ahead and tell the backstory on it right now. Me and my good friend Jenny Crest just got back from going on a long tour to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Then we went to Austin, Texas, and we were lucky enough to go to the, the Revival Tour, which is a bunch of amazing 
musicians coming together. A lot of them come from punk backgrounds, which I don't listen to much punk, but as we all do know, I love me some bluegrass and folk music. But we met a lovely lady on tour who just happens to be from Oklahoma, and her name is Audra May. And me and Jenny absolutely fell in love with her music. She is just the best thing in the whole entire world. But I would love to go ahead and play one of her songs, and I just want you guys to sit back and enjoy. Right, here we go. I've done a bad thing, it's okay. I'm going down to the river today. And the river's gonna wash my sins away. Till I'm born again tomorrow. Water, oh, get over my head. Make me forget my sorrow. To the river alone Don't tell mama and daddy I'm gone And if they cry when I don't come home Just lie and tell them I'm funnin' Water, get out of my eyes Into the river wide I'm running And I can't swim
goodness gracious, what an amazing song. Again, that was Audra May with her song, The River. Um, and gosh, I just feel so fortunate to um, have made a new friend in Audra May. She is absolutely just, just wonderful. I'm very excited to hang out with her during Christmas time. And she's a very good storyteller when it comes to her music. It's absolutely amazing. And so that's why I'm going to play this next song. It is called, um, let me get the exact title right, because I'm horrible. Okay, it's called Sullivan's Letter, and we were fortunate enough um, to hear the story from her about what it's about, and it's a, she wrote it about an actual um, letter that her dad gave her from, um, and this dates back to um, 1861, and it was from a soldier to his wife, Sarah, which you'll hear the story pretty soon, but um, she has the actual letter and she's even trying to contact the family about it. And um, It's an absolutely just beautiful song and I am very happy to share it with you guys here on the Early Bird Acres podcast. So again, this is Sullivan's Letter um, by Audra May and the album, the EP it's on, is called Haunt. So all you guys should go out there and get it because it is an absolutely amazing EP. But with no further ado, here is Audra May with Sullivan's Letter.
so lovely that was amazing I and I admit first time I heard it I cried I cried I was in the audience and I started crying but I'm very open I'm the person that dances my heart out so I could not breathe and I cry during songs so there um, even though some people make fun of you at concerts or try to take funny pictures so they think you're funny okay um, but enough of my ranting now I shall go into my first funny story! Um, that's right where like some kind of funny sound effects would have been, but I'm not that fancy when it comes to my podcast, so we'll just have to imagine there was something. Hey, Butter, stop biting my arm. I have my cat Butter sitting on my lap right now. Where It's, it's kind of cold here at Early Bird Acres today. Um, I just got home, and my lovely furnace underneath my house just blew out. Um, the little flame under there. And I have a hard time lighting it, so I usually have to have my cousin John come over and light it for me. So, it's absolutely freezing, and I'm sitting in my art studio, and I have a nice little space heater, but I feel like I'm wearing my entire closet my body. I've got, I've got some pants on, which is crazy, because I never wear pants. I'm a skirt girl. I wear dresses. That's about it. And I've got a dress, a slip, a big sweatshirt, um and some extra long leggings, and my boots, and a hat. So, and I'm wearing fingerless gloves, so I can still type. It's a pretty funny picture. Maybe I will take a picture, I don't know. I look pretty ridiculous right now. And I'll tell you another instance I was pretty ridiculous. For the first funny story, I shall tell about the last time I was pulled over. I was on my way home. I was right before I got to Godibo. Which she goes Godibo, um, and then Hobart, the town I live in. And I might have been a little excited to get home because I hadn't been home in a good week, and um, Harold was also so excited. And I didn't realize my speed was going about probably 10 miles over. And here comes a cop, turns on his lights. I know I'm in trouble. So I pull over to the side of the road, and I slightly roll down my window, and he tells me to go ahead and get in his car, which is a, 
a typical country thing to do. And I actually haven't been pulled over in the country before. I'd only heard of this. And so I said, okay. And I turned to Harold. I said, Harold, you stay. Because he has a habit of trying to bust out of the car and get excited. And he looked at me and slightly shaked his head. And I said, okay, you stay. I'm going to go get in the cop's car. I just pray I don't get a ticket. So I open up the door. And guess what? Harold decides he needs to be free. And knocks me out of the car and runs free onto the small highway that I got pulled over on. So, needless to say, for the next 20, and I'm not over-exaggerating, 20 minutes, me and the cop went and hunted down Harold in fields. Yes, it was very embarrassing considering the wind was probably about 30 miles an hour, and I had a dress on with my slip. I'm trying very hard to hold it down. I can hear him laughing underneath his breath. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm almost slightly about to cry, but then I think this is too funny to cry, so I don't. <laughs> Finally, he coaxes Harold over um, by getting on the ground and kind of making funny noises. And so Harold runs towards the cop. He grabs his leash. I throw Harold in the car. I get in the cop's car. Once I sit down, I slightly lower my head and put my pigtail back in that fell out while I was running and. I look at the cop and I say, am I going to get a ticket? He said, actually, no, you're not going to get a ticket. At this point, I've already expected him to say yes. And in my head, I even think he said yes. But he actually only issued me a warning, which I could not believe. That is absolutely crazy. Um, but maybe he just felt sorry for me. Maybe he even thought I was just slightly off. So um, if you're out there listening, policeman, I forget your name. Thank you for only issuing me a warning, but um, the best part is he issued me two warnings. First warning is to slow down. Second warning um, in the in the special box where it's blank and it said extra violations. It said Harold on the loose, and then he put an exclamation mark. So that was my favorite part. <laughs> so now I know to be very very careful when I get pulled over, which hopefully isn't often but when Harold's with me. So, yeah, that was another funny story. Woo! And you can look forward to um, one more funny story from me a little bit later. And also a little bit later, we have our awesome segment, Grandma's Funny Stories. So my grandmother will be telling a funny story. And a preview for it is it has to do with my great-grandma Annie, who actually lived in the house that I live in right now. She's an absolutely amazing German woman. Um, well, I didn't get to meet her, sadly, but a lot of people in my family compare me to her. So, I've ranted enough. And now I would like to play another song. This, this, this. I don't think I've played them yet here on Early Bird Acres Podcast, but I need to. Um, they've been a major inspiration for my art as of lately. And some of you probably know them, because they can be slightly popular out there in the folk bluegrass world, but their name is Horse Feathers. And this first song I'd like to play, it is called Curs in the Weeds. And without further ado, I want you to sit back, listen, and enjoy. Spring, with hell on your face, 
You're all lifeless, you know. So hopeless, happen to. so excited when I found out horse feathers existed and somehow some way just like the cop if you ever find out about this early bird eggers podcast horse feathers I just wanted to say thank you for creating lovely music um, and doing what you do so yes thank you for the inspiration and that last song as you notice I did a double feature that last song was called hardwood pews that is also an amazing song by horse feathers and the first one, again, was Curs in the Weeds, off of um, two separate albums. I will have to look up those albums for you. Actually, just Google it. You know, nowadays, Google Google works. Then you can look up the album names. But um, you should just get all the albums. That'll work, too. Um, so I would also today like to talk about Fall Harvest. Fall Harvest. Want to let you guys in on just what's going on here at Early Bird Acres. Um, we are in full swing when it comes to fall, and just today actually, I harvested a few pecans. Uh, we had a very slight freeze, and a few of the pecans already turned in my pecan tree. So I don't have quite enough to make a big pie yet, but I do have enough to make about four tarts. And I have plenty of fresh butter for those tarts too. So I did a good trade in town recently for some butter. Um, for some of my amazing sweet peas. So I don't know how my sweet peas did so good this year. I guess they're just in a good spot. It's a, it's a whole new experience coming across like and having a farm because you, it's like reading the most amazing new novel you have in your entire life, learning about all the nooks and crannies and surprises and every year it's like reading that novel again and again, but it's just as amazing as the first time. So I don't know if you guys can understand that comparison, that's kind of how I've learned what farm life is. And so I'm still on my first amazing read and learning about everything, so I feel very fortunate. And I cannot wait what the future holds. But my sweet peas, sweet peas did absolutely amazing this year. I'm trying to dry out quite a few because it was just a good batch, and I want to be able to use them for next year. But other than that, I've made some um, 
I make sweet pea edamame. <laughs> so I cook the peas and salt them just like edamame and um, eat them. So they're really good. And I add the, I can add, I cook them with rice too, or add them into different salads. And um, a lot of times, me and Harold will just sit out there in the evening and pick them straight off and wash them off with the hose and um, devour them just just straight from the vine. That's very good. I've done that with green beans too. My green beans went crazy. I will never, ever, ever curse rain. Never. But it's no good. I mean, if it rains enough to where you can't get your tractors in the field. And that's what our poor farmers are having to deal with right now in Hobart is we cannot get the tractors in the field in order to plant our wheat. And we need to go in and harvest our cotton pretty soon. I was driving a little bit up north even towards um, New Mexico and I couldn't believe that these farmers out that way couldn't even get their cotton out of the ground. The, the cotton was just falling onto the ground and not going to be usable and it was it was heartbreaking but we did get enough rain to where the vegetables turned out really good this um, last past couple of months but I'll just be praying that we get slightly drier so our farmers can get out there and go ahead and plant that winter wheat uh, the winter wheat that has been planted though that we successfully got in the ground is growing nice and thick and green it looks like a beautiful, I compare it to like an Irish landscape, just rolling slight hills of just perfect bright green grass. But it's wheat, not grass. <laughs> and so, what other vegetables? Um, I got up some sweet potatoes. Um, sweet potatoes did really well this year. I've, I've been making quite a few sweet potato fries, which if you guys have never had a sweet potato fries, because I came across a person the other day who had never had a sweet potato fry, and I was blown away because I thought everybody had had a sweet potato fry. But take a sweet potato, cut it just like you would a french fry, cook it with a little bit of olive oil and salt, and you've got the most amazing meal ever. Oh, so good. So also you can get that at Magnelli's in Oklahoma City, which I look forward to doing that on Wednesdays when I just happen to be in town. And a good, a good beer, a good coop beer, actually. Luckily brewed, coop. Ooh. But that's just a little bit about what's going on here with the fall harvest here at Early Bird Acres. I hope in your own towns, with your own farmers, everything is going fine and dandy. I pray for the best for you. So, without further ado, I'd like to go ahead and play The Funny Story by Grandma. This one's, this one's a pretty good one. I like it. It's funny though, because Grandma kept on trying to remember what story she was telling when she was telling it. But I hope you enjoy this classic segment I like to call Funny Stories with Grandma. <coughs> Hello, folks. It's Sam Lamb here, and you know what time this is. This is Funny Stories with Grandma. Okay, well, um, we're sitting here with our coffee and my, my awesome vitamin C drink, because I'm trying really hard not to get sick like everybody else here in the United States. And so... Um, Let's go to it. All right, Grandma, I heard you have a really funny story for us this time. Why don't you just go ahead and tell it for me? <coughs> you <might be> <laughs> yeah, that. you might be getting sick, Grandma. <laughs> um, this story goes back to when um, um, my husband's 
grandmother from Germany that could not speak a word of English and I were conversing at the little house um, right by uh, the house that they lived by at. Um, she was, um, oh, she was, it was the first time she visited me since I came from Illinois. And uh, she was trying to talk to me in German. And, of course, I was answering her in English. And neither one of us understood what the other was saying. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but anyway... <clears throat> hmm. She was wanting to uh, go home, and uh, so I assumed that she wanted to go over to her son's, which was about a mile uh, east of where we were. So, uh, I put her in the car, or anyway, I thought she was supposed to go to the place that uh, she came from, but I found out later that she was wanting to go to Holbert. I'm sure that's right. <laughs> <laughs> which was the opposite. Yeah, which was west of where we were. So anyway, uh, <clears throat> Uh, we I put her in the car and uh, drove over east back to where she usually stays. And she she was a great woman for walking where from place to place and uh, not being taken in wheel with wheels. <laughs> and um, anyway, so. I finally got her in the car, and uh, I took her back to uh, Mile East. And uh, then I guess I should have stuck around a little bit because later I heard <clears throat> from her daughter-in-law that she wasn't wanting to go that way. She was wanting to visit her daughter. Mary, that lived right there beside me, and uh, you took her back home instead. I took her back home from where she came <laughs> from, funny. and um, I don't think I better do that anymore because she was just a little confused, and I was more confused. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the barriers. And so, um, I guess when everybody, when all the, the foxes came to Hobart area, they were all German-speaking? Yes, uh, from Russia. Oh, wow. And the lions. That's mm -hmm. really fun. lions. Well, gosh, Grandma, you learn something new every day. Yeah, right. Um, well, thank you so much, <clears throat> Grandma, for telling us that story. And, and why don't you send us off, Grandma? Tell everybody bye-bye. Well, goodbye, everybody, and I'll start thinking again.
<laughs> yes, you start thinking it, Great Grandma. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye, Grandma. Bye-bye.
beam. Iron and wine, I absolutely love you. Wonderful job. That, folks, was Hickory by Iron and Wine. One of my absolute favorite Iron and Wine songs. It's so... God, I mean, if I could describe any song as nostalgic, that would be... That would be given the word. You would, you would be given the word nostalgic. So, it's lovely. I'm so cheesy. I can't help it. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, and before that, of course, was Grandma's funny story. Goodness gracious, um, my great grandmother. I wish I could. My, well, technically, I guess that would have been my great great grandmother. Yes, um, craziness. But, I mean, my whole family, we still have quite a few German Bibles, actually, lying around the house. I found one in the attic when I moved in. It was absolutely beautiful. It was, it was amazing, and it was fun to see all the German inscriptions and the, and the linings and the dedications in German, which I'd like to have tra translated. I'm sure I could find a website for that. Or maybe I can meet somebody who speaks German, and they can translate it for me. All these lovely little notes on the side. But... I guess, let me go ahead and tell another funny story. I sound rather hesitant right now because <laughs> it brings back nightmares thinking of it, but when I, when I told my family about it, they nearly pee their pants laughing, so I guess it is funny. Funny to them. It was scary to me, but <laughs> this story, this story occurs, let me get a sip of coffee real quick, hold on a second, folks. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. This story occurs on the farm. This is an official farm story. And as some of you folks out there might know, I now have chickens. They are beautiful. They're Americanas. Um, I got three hens and a rooster. The rooster's scraggly and he can't quite sing in the morning yet, but I can't wait till he can. I actually am building him a special trap door on the top of the chicken roof with a little ladder where he can climb onto the top of the chicken roof and sing in the morning. I don't know if he will, but in my dream he does. Yes, I've, I've had that dream before of him climbing a ladder on top of the chicken coop and singing on top of the chicken coop every morning and then climbing back into the chicken coop. But I'll just do it in case, just in case, you know? I mean, do not deny your dreams, folks. But within three days of getting the chickens, I'm settling them in and the main thing I was nervous about is introducing the chickens to Harold. Lovely Harold, not knowing what he might do. I know he doesn't eat the cats, so that's a good thing. Um, Butter and Seafoam are doing just fine, and so are the rest of the cats on the farm. He loves cats, actually, but Harold was raised around cats since he was a baby, since he was five weeks old. So, I mean, I guess he does eat rabbits, though. He loves um, to catch rabbits, which is sad. I've tried to save many a jackrabbit from the... Um, mouth of Harold, and I've saved a few. I was sad once when I had to release one that was bleeding back into the wild. I just, God, that breaks my heart. Man, I don't want to think about that. But okay, this is this part coming up is funny though. Apparently, I was going in to go and change the water for the chickens, and I had done a pretty good job at closing the door behind me when I went into the coop and for some reason it didn't close completely this time and Harold decided he wanted to check out these things that I kept on messing around with inside of this building. So Harold noses the door open and wanders into the chicken coop 
and the chickens freak out, like freak out, flying everywhere. Carol gets excited. Um, I named all of my chickens after counties in Oklahoma. So um, you'll start hearing the names pop up, and those are all counties in Oklahoma I named my chickens after. So first, inside the chicken coop, um, the only one left is Kiowa, um, a nice cream-colored Americana, and Harold grabs Kiowa by the neck, and I scream bloody murder, and I drop to my knees, and I'm trying to drag Harold away and get Kiowa out of Harold's mouth, and I'm screaming, I want to cry, I don't know what to do, no one's around, and finally I get Kiowa out, and I drag Harold out of the chicken coop, but the rest of the chickens have already ran outside, so Harold's like, oh, I got three more I can hunt down. Um, Padawatomi, which is the boy, he's the rooster, he's smart enough to go ahead and run back inside the chicken coop. I close the door, and the ones that are left outside is Sequoia and Canadian. So, next I'm, I see Sequoia flying, and then I, at the same time Harold sees Sequoia flying um, just across the yard. I'm trying to run away. He catches Sequoia with his paws and is standing on the poor chicken. And I go and tackle Harold like a football player. And Sequoia gets away, so it's a race between me and Harold to see who can get to Sequoia first. And um, I tackle Sequoia and kind of put my whole body over the chicken so Harold can't get it. And I toss Sequoia into the chicken coop. And so the only one left outside is Canadian. And I'm, <laughs> I'm running around the farm. Um, I looked for Canadian for 45 minutes, so I'm bawling my eyes out. It makes me want to cry right now. And I was just yelling, Canadian! Canadian, where are you? And at the same time, Harold still smells Canadian. So I was nervous, not knowing if Canadian was taken down, maybe by a cat even, or flew away completely, so scared and shocked because of Harold. And I didn't know what to do. And I'm looking around, looking around, all before you know it, I hear this squawk, and this another squawk, and a flying, and Canadian had jumped on top of the tractor, which is in my front yard, the big John Deere tractor, and was hiding, and Harold found it. And him and Rosie, which is a little Scotty dog that likes to hang out at the house, and sometimes lives underneath my house, <laughs> that's a long story, like, we're, we're tag-teaming it, trying to get it, and jump all over it, and so it's a race to save Canadian. Uh, this other part lasts for 15 minutes of us trying to fly around and catch Canadian and finally they we cornered Canadian underneath a piece of tin foil leaned up against one of the grain silos and it was horrible because there was a big roll of bailing wire and mud all around this little piece of tin and so I had to make a split-second decision it was either you know lose my chicken get it it'd be eaten by the dogs They'd have a chicken dinner tonight, and I would have no more Canadian County. Or I could jump into the bailing wire in the mud and save my chicken from behind a piece of tin. So I sacrificed my legs um, and jump into the bailing wire. And I finally get Canadian, and I just grab and hug her, and I'm just screaming Canadian, Canadian out. Oh, Butter, don't be nice. Butter and Seafoam like to fight. Um, but I saved Canadian, and I put her back in the chicken coop, and I just sat outside the chicken coop and kind of just breathed for a little while, and I was mad at Harold. I was darn mad at Harold, and, like, I wouldn't let him in the house for 30 minutes, and I sat there and pouted, and 
he was knew he was in trouble and he was sad and he rested his head um, on the window ledge right outside my art studio where I was working and just stared at me and had a sad look on his face and finally I let him back in and um, he would only look at me out of the corner of his eye and put his head down while he was walking and it it took me a good day to make up the Herald and but I understand you know he's a dog and he's a part of a gold he's part golden retriever so he's gonna love those chickens and so the next day I did a reinforced a really really nice run before I just had chicken wire and a little bit of frame but then I went and spent um, a good amount of money I made for some art recently on a, a really good run so the chickens would never be eaten again but so far so good I haven't lost any so that's a good thing but thank you for dealing with that entire story about my chickens and I'm gonna go ahead and play another song for you folks and I will let you know what handsome devil wrote it right after I play it but I can consider the speed of this song <laughs> very close to what capturing chickens is like <laughs> I would love now to play one of the best fiddlers I've heard in a long time and that blew my mind so you folks enjoy John Gaunt, J-O-N-G-A-U-N-T. We also met this handsome devil on the revival tour. And John, just a little, another little, I guess this is the podcast or personal messages to random people who will probably never hear them. But um, I must say, number one, you know how to play a fiddle good, sir. I know a million people have already told you this, but you do. So never put it down. I'm sure it's become like an extra appendage to you. So... Just 
never put it down. And you should, you should, good sir, go and um, compete in the Old Time Fiddlers Convention in Galax, Virginia. Maybe I shall see you there, because that is my frequent nowadays during the summertime. That's where I like to go. So, you should go. But, <laughs> on that note, uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode of podcast from Early Bird Acres and I just want to say happy birthday again to Oklahoma. I was very happy to play the song Oklahoma earlier. I was actually named after the song Oklahoma. Every night my honey lamb and I, yep, you got it, honey lamb. Pretty crazy, huh? Uh, they said it also during um, high school graduation. Boy, was that fun. But I'm going to send you off with one more song. It is by the wonderful Tom Waits, and it's called I Want You. You guys have just a wonderful evening or day or whatever adventure you're going into. And just remember to love life, because if you look around, it's obvious how it aches to love you. Cheers, beards, and banjos, folks. Join me next time. Bye-bye. Oh